Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. What's up, everybody? This is Justin. I'm here with Dr. Paul Etchison, the one, the only yeah. man. What's up, buddy? Yeah, boy. What's up? <laughs> man, you know what? Doing this is always so much fun. We no. get to catch up. You know, we don't get to see each other often, but we get to catch up and just wrap back and forth. I love it. I can't believe they pay us to do this. <laughs> we don't get paid. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, let's make that very clear. <laughs> nobody, nobody's paying us to Ain't do this. Ain't nobody paying us to do this. No, but yeah, dude, it's always fun. I feel like we always do it on Fridays, too. Yeah. What, so well, you get you get the best version of me when we connect every time. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate you putting your best foot forward. Nice, nice. So so our question today, and this comes from like the Facebook. This is, Somebody didn't write this in. This is from the Business of Dentistry. had a nice little post on there. I'm going to sidetrack a little bit. So like I posted something on the Business of Dentistry just last night. I just posted, not meaning to brag or anything that, like this, but it's March 11th, and we almost we're almost at our exact same number we did last March. Is anyone else having a great March? And I was I was kind of like making a joke as the fact that we shut down last year. Sure, people didn't get. Not everyone got it. I mean, people are commenting <laughs> okay. on there like, you know, we're you know we're having a great March too, and like if people just crickets, like just crickets just right you're just right, right over their head. I mean, most people got it, but some people didn't. Anyway, business dentistry page, there was a Facebook post where somebody said, is it better to have one $5 million office or five $1 million offices? So I think this is a cool question for me and Justin, just for the fact that I have a one $5 million office and Justin, how many do you have down? So we have, well, you have more than 1 million, but talk about all your practices. I mean, Justin's the other side of the coin. So what what do you have? We've gone through different, so we grew to 11, start selling some off and liquidating assets and so on and so forth, have six in Canada. And now we're expanding in Washington state, right? As you know. So I think when we look at the path that you're going to take, I don't think it's as simple as saying one big one versus multiple. I think you really need to step back and stop and first look at the area that you're going to be practicing in and please complete a demographic study and a competitive analysis of the area and start looking at high growth areas if you can. And I mean, I think far too often we just decide where we're going to open based on our commute time to work or where we have been living or where we would like to live or where our wife's family is. And that's all good. I think that's really great. But if your wife's or your husband's family or where you want to be and and all that is in one of the worst demographics and it's highly competitive, then you don't really have to have this discussion and you should probably stop listening because you're not going anywhere fast. And I think that's why so many folks struggle when we get clients come to us through high performance practice, right, Paul? Like I, I have clients come to me through there. People come and and we start looking at demographics and we start looking at competition and we realize like, wow, there's not a lot we can do for you here. Like you've done everything that you can. These are not super common, but they exist. And so I guess what I'm getting at here is begin with that. And number two, though, is provided you're in, you know, a moderate to high growth area, it looks, it's looking pretty good. Then I think the next step for you to take is to just decide who do I want to be? I mean, go talk to the folks that have done a 5 million and go talk to the multiple and sort it out. We are on either end of that spectrum, right? I've done multiple, you've done one big one. 
but it's not feasible to do one big practice in areas where the market just won't allow for it. I have practices, like I have one practice that's doing around four, a little over four million, and then the rest of them are somewhere between 1.5 to 2.5 range, right? And that's generally where we see them. And a lot of that's due to market conditions because we're doing a lot right. I mean, we're doing a lot right, and we're, we are, because of our relationships with people around us, we know we're, we're out-competing most, and even still, we could not grow a $5 million practice in any of the demographics we're in. It would, it would just not happen. And so I think that's important to be cognizant of that. So yeah, I mean, I'll get into more of the multi-practice stuff, but I want to hear your thoughts first on, on your own practice and how you'd answer that, and I got some, some other little things I'll add in. Yeah, I, I think the thing is, is that like for my practice, a $5 million practice, I wasn't beginning with the end in mind. When I opened up, I was like, you know what, dude, we're going to do a $5 million practice and that's going to be it. And I think there is, there's a limit. And it, can I make this practice a $10 million practice? No, I, I don't think I can. But when we were growing, and it, just, it was just we grew and the next logical step was to expand. And I think that's what's important is you take every every one of your practices or your single practice and just get the most you can possibly get out of it. Now, when I was a five-op practice, I had me and another doctor. We were seeing 80 to 110 maybe new patients a month. Now, I expanded to 11 ops, and I'm like, I'm going to bring on a third doctor. Great. Now, if I was only seeing you know, 40, 45 patients a month, I might have been like, you know what? We're kind of topped out. I don't think we can take on anymore. Yeah. Now we're at the point where it's, it's me and three other full-time GPs at my office, we're seeing 150 plus new patients. It's working out. I'm not taking new patients, so they're each get about 50 each. Could I bring on a fourth and maybe grow this thing to like six and a half, seven million? I'm not sure if the area would allow it. I'm not sure that we would have enough new patients. And at some point, we run out of chairs. So yeah, is it cool to have a five million dollar practice? Yes, but it wasn't like something I'm going for. What, what I'm trying to say is that you should just keep growing as much as your area will allow you. And I think that's kind of what you're saying with the demographics is yeah, that yeah. you got to have the people. And my area is growing. It continues to grow. We're at the edge of the Chicago suburbs and we continue to grow. We continue to see new patients. And I don't know how we keep seeing that many new patients each <laughs> month, but we continue to. They keep coming in. Well, you guys are, you guys are doing great, man. You guys are rock stars over there, right? Yeah, no, I mean, we're, yeah, we're doing well, and, and and we have got a great reputation. But do I have enough to double the size of my practice to maybe twenty two chairs, add like seven GPs? There's not enough new patients. It would never work. I couldn't do it. So if if this question was, is it better to have two five million dollar practices or one ten million dollar practice? I'd be like, bro, I, I can't. There's no way I could turn this into a ten million dollar practice. It's just not big enough. I just don't have the community to support it. Totally, man. I hear you. And I think you always look at these things practically as well and on a case by case basis. And so we've talked about how to look at your area and, you know, feasibility of having a large practice, but we also have to look at other constraints that can be placed. So when you go to do a startup, for example, because this we're talking about a startup here in most cases, unless you're planning on acquiring a $5 million, that's a whole different discussion in itself. If we're looking at it practically, we're saying, all right, so we have. We have good demographics, you know, the area is great, but we have to look at risk and a lot of liability and risk that's relatively fixed and it's not going to vary much is your lease, right? Unless you own your real estate, which is again another discussion. And I think when you look at things practically, you say to yourself, well, if my vision is a $5 million practice, am I going to take out that amount of space now? And I would say it's pretty risky to think in those terms. It's a pretty grand vision. 
And I'm not saying don't do it, but I would say test that model out in the area first. Take as, as little space as you can, you know, or a fraction of what you would have and perhaps find a location where you have the ability to expand laterally, right? And so that's important. And in your case, for example, you were able to expand laterally, right? Yeah, and that opportunity just happened. You know, it wasn't something I planned on. It's just the person next door to me, they went out of business and I was like, I'll take it. 100%, 100%, right? So it's that preparation met with a moment of opportunity, right? That's our luck there. And so I think it can be very challenging to plan out something that large. So that's in a way, I always felt that, hey, I can take, we have a six op practice doing 4 million. I don't need 12 ops there. What is that in like US dollars? I don't know. Do the math. What would that be? Like, what would that be? I'm not, I don't know, man. I, I, between three and four. Yeah. Let's say between three and four, right? So <laughs> it's a big number. I, mean, I, I told you I can't do math, Paul. <laughs> you got you guys I mean, in your one loonies. Plus one, I can get, I can get to that, but yeah. You got your loonies and toonies up there, right? Is that a real yeah, thing? Yeah, exactly. So I, I guess what I'm getting at is it's, it's the risk that you have to look at, right? So just take that into consideration and if you're going to buy your real estate, well, that poses another challenge for you because now you're not going to, if you want an area where there's AAA tenants, high traffic, high volume, depending on where you are, those things are out of your reach. So you're not going to be able to acquire that unless they've condomized bays, for example, or they're selling individual plots of land and you're involved in the development from ground up or something of that nature. It can be quite challenging. So what are you going to be looking for? You're going to be looking for real estate that's affordable to you. And for most dentists, that's in the, you know, maybe one to $3 million range, right? Nobody's going to buy a $10 million plaza or 20 or $30 million plaza until they get to that point. So I think it's important to look at all those factors. So if you are going to take a little more risk on and you have a great demographic and you, your visions to build the bigger practice, I would say buy the real estate because now you have some more control over that and you can cap the downside in the event that you don't grow. Maybe you can bring in another tenant to cap the downside. Perhaps you can use the space for, you know, meeting space or office space for some other reason. You know, there's all, there's little things that you can do, I think, to cap the downside. And we won't go down the rabbit hole of being a landlord or anything like that. But I think that's important to take all that stuff into consideration. Yeah, all good stuff, man. We're coming up on time. I think there might be some listeners that are wondering this. So I'm just going to ask you, I think you said condomize. What does it mean to condomize something? Okay, so I'm not sure what the terminology is in different places. Yeah, so like if you have a commercial plaza, so you have a commercial unit, right? In different parts of Canada, they, they've applied to have them as individual condo bays or individual bays that can be sold individually. Uh, you don't have to sell the building as a whole. You could sell just that unit that the tenant is, is occupying. But depending on how the application was submitted and the area that you develop in, and this happens in the planning phase, right? Like you know this doing it going in. I think that some of the, the smartest developers do that because now this gives them flexibility and options. As well, they'll oftentimes sell the plot of land because they need some working capital to actually get the project off the ground. So if they can sell to five or 10 people a plot of land where they'll be involved from, from day one, they've got an injection of cash that they can now show on their balance sheet to the bank. They're going in with some cash. They're going in with some leases signed. Those sorts of things happen, and I, I don't know what's called in, in different parts of the world, but it's just the ability to sell an individual bay. And and I might have butchered, I might have added condomized, but they're con they're individual units that can that are saleable. I was thinking that was like something I did in high school when I didn't want to make my parents grandparents. I, con <laughs> I, I, I condomized. Myself. We're gonna condomize all our children. 
<laughs> no, well, not my children. I'm condomizing myself. Well, no, you can't. Well, moving forward, right? It's oh, yeah, no. The, 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 so you yeah. make sure all the children are condomized. This is what our question should have been. Well, somebody submit the question and we'll answer it. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Info at dentalbusinessmentor.com. We'll talk to you next time.